Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Being Balanced podcast. I am your host, C.G. Townsend, and I have been sharing with you guys through this entire month just folks that I know are credible, that are thoughtful and intentional, that can really give us some great resources and advice to kind of work through this new reality and this new normal that we're dealing with. So I am ecstatic to welcome to the show November Nichols. And I'll just pass it straight to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, CG, thank you so much for having me today to speak with your tribe. I am, as she said, November Nichols, and I'm a transformation strategist. People also like to say that I am what you call the curator of calm. Most of the time when people experience either me or our space, Lardest Muse, which we'll talk more about later, the first thing that enters their mind is this, this place and space of peace and calmness. And that is exactly the intent. And so for me, this wellness journey has been a long journey, one where I was that woman who seemed to be on an airplane every single day in another city every single day. I can remember a time when I was actually in a air, on an airplane or in a hotel room longer than I was at home. I spent maybe one night at home in a month. And that was the period when I said, you know what? November, enough is enough. No job, no company, no anything is more important than your peace. And so I began that journey to wellness through meditation and mindfulness practice. And that opened up to me so many different skills and talents that I had that I didn't even know I had access to. And just the practice alone revealed to me things within myself that I needed to explore more deeply in order to become the best version of myself. And so with that, I began to work feverishly at my own practice of meditation, but also began to introduce the concepts of meditation and mindfulness and sensory experiences to my friends and my family. And as a result of that, a a pretty cool collection of sensory luxury items were crafted. So everything from luxury candles to loungewear to custom fragrances that evoke your senses and bring you present became a part of the collection. And then in 2018, we opened the doors to Lartis and Muse, which is a wellness maison located here in Atlanta, Georgia, in West Midtown, in Westside Provisions Shopping District. And each day, we typically welcome our muses in to a delightful experience of the senses, a delightful experience of the mind, um, body, and spirit connection. 
where you can give yourself permission to be present. You can give yourself permission to do the deep work, to do the work that's necessary to become the best version of yourself. And so Lardis and Muse is really an outbirth of a calling that I had in my spirit and my soul and what I needed at a particular time in my life that I feel like I was made to be the hands and the feet to give this to the world. And so mm. that's who I am. That is who Lardiston, that is what Lardiston Muse is. And that is what we are, we are about here. So I hope that kind of answers, you know, your initial questions, Edie. Absolutely. It answered my question and also just gave such an insightful view into like your personal journey and how you were led into this space that is now helping so many other people. You know, you mentioned that you are the curator of calm and I, I kind of got goosebumps when you <laughs> said that. I mean, I just I, I thought about some times in my own life where things just kind of feel a little frazzled or off or just not not like I would like them to be. And when I think about that word calm, it just it it sparks so many different emotions and thoughts for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm now wondering as a curator of calm, how do you personally define balance? Like what does being balanced mean to you? So I have to tell you that I was gifted that name by Laura Schultz, who is a writer for Atlanta Magazine, when she did a piece mm -hmm. on, on me and Lardison News about a year ago. She dubbed me the curator, cur curator of calm, and it actually stuck, CG. And I'm like, so people... <laughs> <laughs> Because I will say to you that I am no different than anyone else, mm -hmm. that I have to work as hard as being balanced, at being balanced and at being calm as any other individual has to work. It is a practice. It is something that is not at any point a picture of perfection. And I believe that is where a lot of times we get hung up in our lives, trying to be the perfect image of whatever it is that we've cooked up and cooked up in our mind about what that's supposed to look, sound and feel like. And so for me, being balanced is being true to the essence of who I am, being true to my emotions, being true to my feelings, acknowledging, mm. acknowledging those feelings as they are and not trying to sugarcoat them, really mm -hmm. feeling the emotions that are within me for whatever reason, whether that's happiness or sadness, whether it's grief or whether it's excitement, truly living and feeling those emotions instead of pushing them back and stuffing them. Um, yeah. I believe that our balance is, is, is sort of off when we don't acknowledge what is truly going on within our space. And when I say space, I'm not talking about our physical space, I'm talking about our emotional space, I'm talking about our environment, and I'm talking about our body as space as well. So um, balance to me is very much about owning your emotions, very mm. much about owning your path, and making good choices and decisions about what serves you and what does not. 
that that is what balance is to me. Yeah, that's that's so true. I mean, you hit the nail on the head for sure. And, you know, when you mentioned that you're just like anyone else, you know, this is a practice. This is something that is a part of who you are and something that you're working on daily. You know, right now, many folks are like you, you know, they have a practice that has potentially been disrupted. You know, maybe they were used to leaving the home to go take their meditation classes, or maybe they were used to doing it without the disruption of their children, you know, coming into the room or having to do it at a certain time because their family members may need that same space to do their own work from home stuff. So in your opinion, you know, what what would you suggest that people do with that disruption of their practice? Like how do they continue to move forward? I think that you have to be very strategic. Even even me, my daily routine and what you were speaking to are routines. I look at it like our routines and our rituals for how we show up each day, how we show up in the world. We think about our schedules and how we plan out our time. And I think that it's as important for us to be true to planning out our time while we are in this particular um, moment as well as any other moment. Mm. Just because you are not doing what you would normally do doesn't mean that you deny yourself of those opportunities to, to sort of step away, to ground yourself, to do the things that make your heart smile. And I do understand, well, I don't know, CG, if you know this about me, but you know, I have twin um, 11-year-olds. And oh my goodness. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so this is like, but I also have a 23-year-old. And all of us are in the home together right now. We share my um my my twins are my bonus children who I absolutely adore. And we share them with their mom. And right now they are with us. And so they come with a schedule, obviously, of homeschool stuff that has to be done. But one of the things that I created when I realized we were going to have the twins was something called a sanity schedule. And I'll be happy to share it with you so you can push it out there to your listeners. But it's a schedule that I created for myself so that I could carve out sacred space and time to do the things that make my heart smile, but also be present for my family. And I think Mm. that that is a really important part. A lot of times we find ourselves busy. You know, that mm-hmm. busy, that busy we're on that spinning wheel, we always have something mm-hmm. to do, but sometimes we're never really getting anything done. And sometimes we're so busy that we're not present for anything. One of the things that I, I promised myself was that I would be present for my own life, that I would show up for my own life and experience it. Now, one of the things that you find out, and some of you, your, your listeners, you listeners may be finding this out, is that... Sometimes because of the busyness, we put off important things that we should take care of or we should have taken care of. And now they're in our face because it might be somebody we live with. It might Mm -hmm. be a relationship. It might be behaviors that are happening from our children that we don't necessarily like. And in my former years as an educator, I used to always say to my teachers and even to my students that if people are acting in a certain way, and you don't like it, you need a ritual or a routine for that. 
Because if you don't teach them how you want them to show up, they're going to make it up. And nine times out of 10, you're not going to like it. And so there need to be some specific routines and practices and structures that are in place to allow you to show up as your best version of yourself, but also that sets your family up for success as well, so that they understand the boundaries necessary for you to function in that same space together. And I could go on and on about that, but (laughs) schedules are, are, are very important. They're critical in times like this in particular, when we are in close quarters and, and having conversations with those that you love about the time that you need for self is really important. It's a boundary and boundaries are extremely important during this time. Absolutely. And, you know, we were chatting beforehand um, about control Mm -hmm. and that notion of control. You know, I would love for you to share your thoughts on Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, with things that are going on in the world right now, what are your views on, on control and having too much of it or the lack thereof? It's so funny because, you know, when I first, you know, really figured out that this was serious and we were about to be in this for a minute. I was like, you know what? God and the universe, they have put us on an adult time out. A time out. Yes. We are on a time out right now. And guess what? It's so necessary. Mm-hmm. The wildlife that's coming out, the flowers mm-hmm. that's blooming, the air that we're breathing. We do so much damage to our universe, to our environments by just being sometimes, mm-hmm. just by just doing. And so the, the notion of control is, is an interesting one, one that I've really been reflecting on during this time. And I've come to the realization is that we don't have any. True. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are not in control. And if nothing else COVID-19 is showing us we are not in control. Businesses are shuttered. Sports closed down. Folks Mm -hmm. at home. I mean, like, when was the last time this amount of people were at home? Mm -hmm. Look at that. We're not in control. And we are in a a fight or a battle against something that's unseen. And so Mm -hmm. when you think about battling against something unseen, it takes something unseen in order to fight that battle for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. It takes powers that are unseen in order to bring us out of that. And that power could be of the collective, of us showing up for each other and doing what's right by each other and understanding we aren't in control of this. We are absolutely not. We can do our part. But the fact that we're in our homes right now, somebody else did that. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. We're not in control of that. And exactly. So that notion of um, being in control is also often what creates our anxiety. It's often what creates the anxiousness that we're feeling because we have all of these plans and these schedules that we've created and this point in our life that we're striving to be at a certain year, at a certain time, and all of that. Sometimes stillness is best. And and sometimes the most work is happening, the most transformation that could possibly happen within an individual happens in stillness, happens in quiet, it happens in that reflective space when you have time to truly think about 
what your purpose work is, what you're intended to do on this earth. Because we all have one. We all have yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you ended with talking about the purpose work because, you know, sometimes it's right there in front of us, but mm-hmm. we are so overwhelmed of our schedules and our overprogrammed lives and the busyness and all the distractions that we miss it. If you were to give advice to someone on how to best walk into that purpose work and to give yourself permission to do that, what would you say? So I make it a point never to give advice. Um, Ooh, I'm I'm interested now. No, I make it a point never to give advice. Instead, I offer suggestions. Okay. Um, Because advice alludes to the fact that I'm an expert and I am a student of this work. And when you are a student, you are always learning. You are always growing. I may be further along in my journey, but I'm just as much of a student of this as anybody else is. And so suggestions that I offer is to sit with yourself. And and that is sometimes one of the most difficult things to do because sometimes when we sit with ourselves, we don't like what comes up. Mm -hmm. We're not okay with dealing with ourselves for who we are, flaws and all. We are not okay with giving ourselves permission, with forgiving ourselves for things that we have been, we've done in the past that may not have been so wonderful. My suggestion mm-hmm. is always to show up for yourself as much as you show up for anyone else. Yes. Because if you, if you can't show up for yourself or you're not willing to show up for yourself, to sit with yourself, to unpack mm-hmm. the feelings, the emotions, the thoughts, the dreams, the desires of your heart, then it's very difficult to make it to that next step, which is your purpose work, that work that you're intended to do. You have to mm-hmm. spend time in reflection thinking about what that might be. A lot of times when I talk to people, they say, you know, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but you have to understand that everyone has a purpose. And I, I like to say that sometimes, as you said, it's right in front of you. It's mm-hmm. in your orbit, but you're not still enough to, to really hear the whispers of what that may be. And so I look at mindfulness work, in particular, my practice, as an opportunity to listen. You know, when we think about prayers and, you know, not to be religious, but I am a praying woman. But when Mm -hmm. I think about my prayers, I think about my conversation, what I'm saying to my God. I think about meditation and mindfulness practice as me listening to what my God has to say to me. Mm. And it is a very powerful space to be in stillness and quiet to wait for the answers. And they always show up. They always show up for me. And this is going to sound silly. It's 15 minutes after my practice. Mm, when mm-hmm. I'm in the shower, when the water starts to run and I don't have a notepad or a pen to write with is when they flow. The answers mm. begin to flow for me. You have to figure out where your portal is, where your connect is and where your downloads come and be still enough to receive that that is so true that you know you 
you are thinking about it and you're trying to wait and listen and then it always comes at the most unexpected time um you're driving you're in the shower you're and it's like wait I wanted to be prepared, but you yeah. wanted it on you wanted it on your time, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you wanted it when you had the pen and the paper and you were ready to go and jot mm-hmm. it down and start moving. But that that information comes when it's supposed to come. Absolutely. It might not yeah. be in your time, but it's always, I like to say, right on time. And right. it happens exactly when it is supposed to happen. And Absolutely. and that's the beauty in it. That's the beauty of humanity. That's the beauty of the human spirit and the connection with the universe and with, with our mm-hmm. higher power. So um, I, I, I just, I love thinking about people channeling energy toward their purpose work. I call my purpose work, my heart work, the work mm-hmm. that comes from my heart space. And, and I, I've made several promises to myself. One is to be present for my own life. The second one is to operate from the heart, to lead with love in everything that I do. And and that sometimes means that I'm the last person to, to be poured into. And as long as I don't forget to pour into me, then I'm okay with that. Um, it's when you forget to pour into yourself and then you're pouring into other people that means you're pouring from an empty cup. And so you have to make sure that you're pouring into yourself as much as you are others. And that hard work, that, that time operating in your heart space and thinking about the things and going after the things that make your heart smile is aligned very closely to your purpose. So yeah. when you think about your purpose work, you think about and I always think about what makes my heart smile the most, what brings me the most joy. And earlier in our conversation, you shared that you had created a, a physical space, you know, in the Atlanta, Georgia community. Um, but now we're at home. So how can we continue to experience that space for those of us like me who've been there before, mm-hmm. um, but also for those that have never been there before? So. We have a couple of things that have come up for us. And and I want to say that this began to come up last year. I embarked upon a project in November of last year. Go figure, November. You know, I always (laughs) happen in November for November. So in November, I decided that I was going to take on a project that's near and dear to me. I decided that I was going to schedule one-on-one conversations with our muses, our muses that have been with us from the start to find out how artists and muse could show up better for them, how we could support them better, what they wanted to see from us in the future. And so I've had about 15 of those conversations, one-on-one, about an hour, hour and a half long conversations with our muses. And a couple of the things that they've said is, well, they've said a lot, but one of the things they begin, that began to kind of shape up for us very early on is that our muses are busy women. They're corporate mm-hmm. women, they're women who travel, they're women with families, they're women with these busy, busy schedules. And, and a lot of times they don't have time to come into Lardis and Muse, but they still want to be a part of what happens here. They still want to be involved and engaged with what's going on here. They still want to hear from us. They want to know what we're doing. They want to know what's on, you know, our minds and the things that we're doing. 
And so because of those suggestions, very early on, we had began to contemplate what would it look like if Lardison Muse went digital? Now, mm-hmm. this was before I even knew we were going to be in COVID-19 or any of this stuff. Like, I had no idea <laughs> that we were going to be going through any of this. But this was coming up for me in November or December of last year. And wow. so January before all hell broke loose, okay, before <laughs> happened, we invested in a digital platform a digital platform where we could begin to host live events for our muses where they could attend no matter where they were in the world. And this was a big deal because Lardis and Muse has muses and followers and a tribe that spans across countries now. And so when they visit Atlanta, they'll come to Lardis and Muse and then they'll go back to their countries. We have people from Seoul, Korea, who are our, our muses that purchase from us all the time. We, I mean, when I say all over the world, CG, mm-hmm. I was shocked when I looked at our analytics recently. Um, but literally all over that support us and that have been a part of our tribe, you know, for some time now. And so we invested in this platform back in, in January to allow us to go digital. And so very early on, before anybody else really in the Atlanta area had their, had their um, online classes together, We had ours because we had already started. So you can take mindfulness classes, restorative yoga classes, meditation classes online at Lardis and Muse almost every single day. We have a class at seven each evening. And then on the weekends, we have staggered classes throughout the day and some in the later afternoon. And so it's called Lardis and Muse online. You could go to our website at lardisandmuse.com and just click enter site, find a class, and then the schedule is right there and a link is sent to you once you register. But in addition to that, we have also began work on something that's very exciting to me and that we'll be launching within the next week. And it is a digital magazine. We are coming out. And I don't want to say the name just yet, but uh, because it's going to be launching in a big way on our social media feed. So I encourage you and and your tribe to follow along because it's going to be amazing. Because this magazine is is really dedicated to this work. This work revolving around slow living, being present understanding the importance of pouring into self. And we're curating amazing products, bringing amazing articles around self-care, completely dedicated to this kind of work. Nothing that we see out there in the space right now. And um, we're really excited to be a part of it, to be launching it within the next week. I've seen the first issue and I cannot wait for people oh my to gosh. and begin to look at it. So we have, we, we, we've gone digital. We have an online portal where you can take our classes. We stream live right into your living room. We have pre-recorded content as well. But our, the way we love to operate is live. We like to be mm-hmm. as present with our muses as possible. And I'm not knocking pre-recorded content because sometimes you just have to do that. But in our classes, you have a live instructor that's right there that you can ask questions, that you can see if you want to. You can turn your camera off if you don't want to see them and they don't want, you don't want them to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. But it's a live interactive um, class format. And then we have, awesome. 
And then we have the digital magazine. We also are expanding our product collection to include a skincare line for both men and women. That's coming within Q3. So there's a lot of amazingness happening with Lardis and Muse. We are super excited to be dabbling in this digital space. It was something that I knew needed to happen, but courtesy of my muses. Thank you, muses. Thank you so much <laughs> for giving me the heads up, even though we didn't know about this, but it was something that we knew we needed to do in order to serve our community better. And we're excited that it's launching. That is awesome. I mean, I am on the edge of my seat about this digital magazine. I cannot wait to see the content and... Oh I mean, slow living is my jam, so I oh, can't wait. <laughs> when I tell you, whenever I look at it, I'm just like, I cannot believe that it was something that was birthed through our team. Of, we have an amazing team that supports, you know, that supports our brand, and I'm just, I'm so excited for not just for Lardis and Muse, but for all of the small businesses that we're going to be touching and highlighting and really creating a space for. Because, you know, CG, I've always said that a part of my gifts or one of my talents is holding space for people, mm -hmm. creating space for you to be able to be all that you are, for you to be able to show up in your full glory. And there's so many. Um, businesses that are amazing businesses that don't have a platform they don't they, they don't have a space to be seen and so mm -hmm. our goal with this is as long as they're aligned with our purpose work and our heart work is to highlight all of these brands that are doing this wonderful work in 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 this space of holistic yeah. wellness and holistic luxury that's fantastic. Kudos to you and your team. And also, like you said, to your muses that mm -hmm. shared intel and insight with you and you were able to take that information and create something that's really special and right on time. Yeah, uh, I'm for so grateful to, to our tribe. The one thing I have to say about our beautiful community is that they share their whole hearts with us. The other part is we listen. We really want to know what our muses think. And we really have those conversations. And I want to know if we're showing up wrong, we need to know. And, and, and I'm, I stay very close to those conversations because I believe that's where the growth happens. That's where mm -hmm. you're able to make your biggest impact when you stay close, you know, to your community. And so I'm very grateful for it, extremely yeah. grateful for it. And, you know, you have done such a great job of, like, giving the community exactly what they need. You know, like, I've attended a couple of classes myself, and I always leave just feeling so, like, changed. It's, it's transformative for me, um, and I feel like such a release after I've just attended class. So I would love for us to carve out some time for you to just give folks an example of what they might experience in one of your classes. Absolutely. How about we just do a mini practice right here, right now? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay, because I think that there's no better way. People are always curious about meditation and mindfulness first. And I think the best way to for, for people to understand it is to experience it. And so what I'd like us to do is just to let's flow a little bit here and, and see if we can carve out just a little bit of quiet in, in the midst of our in the midst of our day. And so what I'd like for you to do is find a comfortable position. 
Make sure that your body is as relaxed as it possibly can be. That you're sitting upright. Or if you choose, honor your body, you can lay down if that is available to you. And I don't want you to close your eyes right away. I just want you to kind of take a look around at your surroundings. Not in judgment. Just take a glance around. Connecting with the space that you're in. Understanding that you are safe. Giving yourself permission to be here right now in this moment. And now I'd like for you to tune into your breath. Don't try to change it in any way. Just notice it. Is it fast? Slow? Deep? Or shallow? Where's it traveling to? Is it in your chest? It floating down to your diaphragm and your tongue. Notice the cool air as it enters your nostrils on your inhale and the warmth as it exhales. Just be present. Understanding that the only thing that you are to think about is your breath. Breath is the first gift we're given when we enter the world. And it's the last thing we do when we leave. It's physical. Connecting with it. I'd like for us to count our inhales for just five breaths and our exhales, knowing that a breath is an inhale and an exhale. So we're going to inhale for one, exhale one, inhale two, exhale. Inhale three, exhale. Inhale four, exhale. And inhale five, exhale five. I'd like for you to continue your count of your inhales and exhales until you make it to ten. Once you make it to ten, 
allow your breath to return to normal, reintegrating with your body. Maybe wiggling your fingers and your toes. And when you're ready, only when you're ready, allowing your consciousness to re-enter the room. And that is a simple breathing practice. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank You're you. So, thank you. You're so welcome. With just five breaths, we can change our whole mood. We can change our whole perspective, our outlook on situations. If we just take five, five breaths. <laughs> but wow. obviously, we do much more than that in each of our classes. But we explore our bodies, how we're feeling inside of our bodies, and we for sure work on and practice the mind body spirit connection. Thank you so very much. Mm-hmm. How can folks? continue this conversation? How can they find out about upcoming classes and the launch of the digital magazine and so much more? So we are very active on Instagram. And if you don't follow us already, please follow us at Lardison Muse. And Lardison Muse is L-A-R. Look, I always, that R, I know I'm so Southern. I know know I'm Southern. (laughs) (laughs) T-I- S-A-N-M-U-S-E at Lardis and Muse. And if you follow us there, you'll find out pretty much everything that's going on with the brand. You can also uh, you know, check into our website at lardisandmuse.com. Our hub is Instagram, so you can find out a whole bunch of information about upcoming stuff and all of that. And then, of course, you can follow me at November Nichols on IG. I'm on there as well most of the time. My page is just little stuff that I have going on in my world, like the broom challenge. So, you know, silly stuff, <laughs> all about silliness on my side. But <laughs> That's quite awesome. Entertaining, quite entertaining, I'm sure, for most. That's awesome. <laughs> and the other thing is we, with this move to digital, we are going to be hosting some amazing conversations with brilliant women who operate in this holistic wellness space, this luxury space. Thank you so much. And friends, I will include links and information in the show notes so that you can go back and grab all of these details. I don't know about everybody else, but after that meditation (laughs) and just five short breaths, I feel awesome. Um, And so I feel, I just, I feel awesome. So guys, invest in yourself. You know, it's so important. Um, It's always important. But I will say that now more than ever, when we're pulled in so many different directions, and we don't really have an outlet outside of the home, other than, you know, hitting our neighborhood walks, 
masks and social distancing from folks. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really important to carve out that space for yourself. So don't forget to check out the sanity um, schedule, to check out all of the resources um, that are available to you from the Artisan Muse and so much more. And thank you, November, for your time, your energy, your enthusiasm around uh, meditation and mindfulness and carving out space um, for all the things that really and truly matter. Thank you so much, CG, for having us. We appreciate you so, so very much. And thank you to your community for tuning in. The work that you're doing is important work. And we really are proud of you for all that you're doing within the community. So keep up the good work. Know that we're watching and that your Lardis and Muse family loves you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, friends, tune in next week to another episode of the Being Balanced podcast. Share this one with a friend. Um, Do those five deep breaths and I'll see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.